the internet, and welcome to season 156, episode 4 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's share consciousness. It's Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka the Yo Kentucky Boy in a Cutoff Jort. With the buds, I share a Mountain Dew, and, uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! We're staying inside now! We're living la vida rona! You won't wanna go out! We're living la vida rona! And that is from... That's like a group effort on the Discord you know, hey. I love watching these AKs of all the Discord. Come one person together. just says, "Has anyone done live in La Vida Rona?" And then the comments come in. So that's a joint. That's Jay Rose Sim, Johnny Davis, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Sky. Uh, just group effort. So thank you guys for that. I love that. I love that uh, screen name, Killer Clowns from Outer Sky. Um, shout out to loving that, huh? I'm loving it, Miles. It's election time. We're trimming down the format. We're getting right into it. Uh, oh, we're yeah. gonna do the precap right now. Uh, tell the people what we're talking about. We are going to talk about Daniel Cameron just selling out Breonna Taylor uh, and all, all the details that have emerged from that grand jury trial. Uh, we're going to talk about Trump. We are finding out how he spent his money, how he spent his campaign money a little bit, and it's very entertaining. We're going to talk about four swing states uh, or four states where registered Democrats are receiving emails threatening to hurt slash kill them unless they vote for Trump. Uh, That's a thing that's happening. We're going to talk about that Phil Collins story, which needs to immediately be optioned to to be a feature film. Uh, All of that. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, it's good. I just know there's people. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad we're covering this. I will be a listener for that segment. Yeah. Yeah. All of that, plenty more. But before we get to that, we would love to introduce the two hilarious guests that we have today. They are the hosts of the amazing podcast, Bald Talk. They are Charlie Sanders and Brian Husky! Hey! hey. 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 <laughs> we have really weird voices, it turns out. Whoa! We, got we put fake voices on when We're we do Bald Talk. We're going to do funny voices for funny podcasts. <laughs> this is what we really sound like. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So the voice that you were doing before was actually a voice that you put on. This is the real voice. (laughs) Wow. I had no idea. Normal conversation we hide, and then on the mic, we're real. (laughs) Uh, How are you guys? Where, Where are you guys? Are you in Los Angeles? I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in my podcasting basement upstairs. Uh, I just now started dipping my toe into having other people come to my house. So uh, the lady who's been working with me for years is like cleaning. And I was like, open up all the windows, open up all the doors, like just create a like a wind tunnel while you're working. (laughs) A tornado. (laughs) Right, right, right. So right now I just like it's so weird to hear act like a lot of activity upstairs. Yeah, it's, it's either just like my daughter walking around or my dogs, and so all these like weird sounds. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> what is that? A second person? <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it's being picked up on the mic too, and it just sounds like I'm uh, I don't know. Yeah, haunted house. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, Charlie, where? How about you? What, I'm in what? Los Feliz in my okay. uh, apartment in my office. That's become my career has taken this bizarro turn where I'm now a podcaster, which I never really planned on being. But <laughs> yeah. I'm at my uh, in-office studio that I've created. 
Very few of us did. Miles was planning to be a podcaster in the 80s uh, before yeah. anyone knew what that meant. But yeah, a lot of us, this is new. It was, used to be just called, yeah, being an only child talking to yourself. <laughs> That's right. Turn um, that shit into a career. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we like to ask our guests up top what is something from your search history that is uh, that allows us to get to know you a little bit better? Hmm. Well, my top thing uh, for my search history that I looked up was um, coin shortage. Do you guys know about this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lack so, of change. There's no change circulating because no one's buying stuff with cash because of the pandemic. And uh, I was at a national park and they had all these signs that were like, you know, we don't have any coins. We can't give you coin change. So you're going to have to either pay up or pay down a little bit. And I was like, how is there a coin shortage? That's so bizarre. So yeah. that's, that's my recent what, and, and the problem with having a coin shortage, I mean, if 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 physical money is not being exchanged, what is the problem with it? Then it's just like it, it creates like hoarding. It creates uh, not a flow of of pennies. I don't know. It was there wasn't <laughs> that much information about it. It just was like. You know, there's no nobody spending cash, so there's no coins. It just turns everybody <laughs> into a premature grandpa. <laughs> yeah, you just have jars of coins in your house. I have a lot of coins and a little tin thing. Oh yeah, I do. I, I keep it in, in like a, in an old coffee thing, and once it gets to like maximum full fullage, I know I was like, "Ooh, this is about seventy five dollars," but I'm not going to go into a grocery store and go to one of those machines right now. Yeah, so if, if somebody wants to come by and do that service for me, I'll give you a five dollar cut. <laughs> There should be like an hit, Uber hit coin, coin yeah. collection. <laughs> mm -hmm. Coin collector. Uh, my glimpse into who I am and what's important for me, my search history, is I looked up the Claritin allergy-free pillow only recently. Oh. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wait, what? They're manufacturing a pillow? Oh, yeah. Guys, get it. Because my girlfriend was like, I, I, I'm staying at this place and I had the most amazing pillows. And I was like, I'm dubious. I'm also terrified of not of buying a pillow without trying it. Right, because that could be how do you bad. How do you try a pillow? <laughs> you go into this. You literally go into the store and you you lay it down on some kind of like lower level thing, and then you bend over slightly and pretend <laughs> like you are resting on Just it. Bend a little bit at the waist and <laughs> yeah, a little bit at the waist. Like and you back, are ready for you are ready for people to look at you with a stink eye, and you're just like, hey, I'm not gonna spend money on something. Yeah, you yeah, gotta test it out. I can't remember the last time I bought a pillow. Oh, dude, I need it. My, I mean, when I take the pillowcases off, it just looks like I live with a, a rabbit who's like stinging my face. <laughs> just like <laughs> violating my pillows. It's all for my drool. <laughs> the but things like, that leak out of my head when I'm asleep are. Oh, okay. uh, I assume it's oh like, like watery earwax or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I ate Domino's the other night. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up with the weirdest stain on my pillow that I've ever seen. <laughs> Like a weird, just like toxins. red goo. Yeah. 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 That was so, fucking weird. Your yeah. sweat <laughs> just was like pure marinara so, pepperoni. Yeah. So many. I, I just grew up inheriting pillows. You know what I mean? So yeah, like yeah. every time I just moved. Uh, and like, so we were like, you know, taking pillowcases off pillows. And we were both looking at these pillows. We're like, where the fuck did these come from? Whose yeah. were they? And we know they're, if we carbon dated them. They're like older than like Watergate. So we were like, okay. This was Alexander and, the Great's pillow. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, wow, look at this inscription. We can find the the real shroud There's of Turin if we just follow it. Yeah. Mine always like, look like rusty. 
by the yeah. end. Yeah. And the filling of reason. them at, by the end of it is like, it's like 40% dander of some kind. It's, yeah. right. <laughs> it's like feathers and, and little bits of skin. It's just like all those scallop. things that remind you that like humans are like, you're a creature. Like you lose <laughs> yeah. constantly. You're just uh, like a right. losing mass. Yeah. yeah. You're an off gas and disgusting thing. Wait, but, but Clarendon as a, yeah. yeah, as a pillow, yeah. that's like a Doritos Locos level crossover where it's like, this <laughs> yeah, is, what? is it this promising? is a brand that you associate with just knocking you the fuck out on a warm not, summer's night. I don't really, I don't think it's like sprayed with, you know, Claritin. <laughs> right. I think it's sort of Claritin endorsed to help. Uh, it's like an allergy free uh, right. pillow. Right. Right. So, you know, Claritin endorsed red. Trump too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, any, yeah. A lot yeah, of people Clar- were waiting to see where Clariton was going to go. Uh, For me, it was my love of NASCAR, and then they started to sponsor, uh, you know, some driver, and then it led to Trump, and now the pillow. So that's yeah. The my pillow guy is pissed right now. He's so oh, yeah, man. Why didn't Zyrtec give me a call? What the fuck? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Zyrtec. They they were backing Bernie. I think in the primary. That's true. Yeah. 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 He's more of a fan of things that keep you up than uh, Claritin. He's, he likes those other substances. They're like, it's in our name, Claritin D for Democrats. Come on, guys. You knew what it was the whole time. We're trying to we, we're signaling it from the beginning. Big D Democrats. Very I centrist. Truly, I hope I have to give a driver's license when I purchase this pillow, though. I really <laughs> <laughs> not going to reduce it down. You have to have a real ID. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, what is something that you guys think is underrated? Uh, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. That dude is underpaid at $350 million or whatever. He <laughs> is fucking the greatest baseball player of all time. He's so good. I love We're him. all freaking out, but we should be freaking out more. We should be like running out our doors and down the street. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So game one, he had two steals in a single inning. Uh, yeah. The Dodgers had three steals in a single that, inning, which yeah. w- was the most since 1912. Damn, really? The 1912 World Series. uh, That catch, I guess it was game seven of the last series where he basically flew. Yeah. Right. I was like, he's flying. That's not, no human can do that. And also just like one of the all time great names, I think. Good name. Mookie Betts. I know. He he would would either be like a jazz drummer or a baseball player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, how come Mookie Blaylock didn't get his, you know, roses when he was playing in the NBA? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's Mookie Blaylock was a name that I think I invented before he made it into the NBA. Because when I was like, <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to like pretend to be like the local basketball, like local college basketball team. And like that there would be this amazing recruit that came in named Mookie Blaylock. And then he became like, I found out he was a real basketball player. Also, that name is like so amazing that that was Pearl Jam's name before they were Pearl Jam was Mookie Blaylock. Really, really, yeah. They and, and then they were crazy. like, "That's a that's kind of weird." So we'll <laughs> that go even with- isn't that like why uh, the Mookie Blaylock at UCB is also he he was like a Mookie Blaylock or he's Blake Lock, right? It's so yeah, funny how there's Blake a similar yeah. Yeah. Mookie yeah. Blake Lock yeah. who's the improviser. There's <laughs> Mookie Blaylock, the fucking NBA player. It's I asked it's Mookie, he's like, "Where'd you get your? Is Mookie like your parents give you that?" He's like, "No, I don't." People just started calling me that. Like he really, didn't really? Have a, <laughs> he didn't he just didn't have a memory of like why. Just His like name's Chester, actually. <laughs> is is like is there some wizard going around blessing the Mookies of the world like without them knowing? And then right. like I, I call you blue. I call you Mookie. Mookie. Yeah. You are now a Mookie. 
Yeah. Or it's like the result of some amnesia episode. You just like wake I'm up. I'm switching like, to Mookie yeah. Sanders yeah. You've always been called Mookie. Like, really? I mean. Mookie <laughs> Sanders. <laughs> I'm now Mookie Sanders. Like everybody. I think it's too late for me, but I definitely, I definitely wish I had gone Mookie earlier. I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Just become yeah. like. Yeah. Mookie yeah. Blakelock sounds like a name that was made up on the spot more than yeah. it sounds like a name that I would have made up on the spot if somebody was like, hey, what's your name? Right. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Or you're doing an improv scene and you have to name your <laughs> improv partner and they come in. What's hey. up, Mookie hey, Blakelock? Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's crazy because Mookie, the improviser, is like one of the funniest improvisers. Oh, ever. yeah. So funny. Yeah. I mean, so funny. I don't know. Almost nobody's cracked me up on stage as much as him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just if you're named Mookie, you're inherently talented. Well, he yeah. does end like at the end of every uh, end of every scene. He goes, "That's it from Mookie," and everybody goes crazy because he's yeah. his name. <laughs> right. he, like, yeah, yeah. that's always then his he bus. leaves the show and he doesn't <laughs> do any more scenes. <laughs> yeah. Mookie, like, oh. oh man, how much do you miss? Do you guys miss doing improv? Were you, okay. Are you guys improvisers? I'm not. No. I I did back in the day when I was trying when I thought that's how I was going to get on the office and I gave all my money to UCB <laughs> in 2011. <laughs> they scammed uh, you. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, "Wait, they're making hey, me do level 4 office. a bunch of times." <laughs> uh, when do you get on the office? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know that. I feel like that was, you know, like for a lot of people that seeing that sort of pipeline, because first like the groundlings was like the pipeline to a lot, like everyone was hiring a lot of groundlings people. And then UCB, people were coming out of UCB were getting a lot of work too. Yeah. And that was sort of my like 10,000 foot view from like doing improv in college with groundlings being like when I got back into it, when I left politics, I was like, no, nah, it's UCB, man. This is where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah guys- back in our day, it was Conan that you were trying to get on. Oh yeah. really? Right, right, right. Yeah. Like as Conan a writer, the, as a as the masturbating. Oh, bear. as a writer would be like the ultimate, but that was yeah, that was, very, that was just to tough, be a bit character in the crowd. Everybody just, did yeah, be a sketch actor. Everybody did bits, and then you would eventually get and kind of get in good with them, and then you'd be like say to one of the writers, like, hey, can I submit a packet? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. You get somebody to kind of like usher right. you in a little bit. Yeah, right. right. Um, and then, you guys are both famed improvisers. Do you get you guys miss it quite a bit? Uh, Oh so god, much. so much! Oh my yeah. god, crazy! It may, I, it's like totally one of the things when I would do it regularly, and then I wouldn't do it. I was like, "Oh, I feel crazy when I don't do this stuff." <laughs> right, right. And, my uh, wife was just saying, uh, <laughs> "I hope I hope improv theaters open because I'm tired of your bits around the apartment." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like performing yeah. for an audience of one all the time. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Who also has to be in the, in the scene with you? Yes, <laughs> right, right. Carry the weight, and you're like, "Hey, is it cool if I just spill a bunch of beer in the kitchen? I need it to smell like backstage at Franklin." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Brian, you have anything you think is underrated? Oh God, I, this is probably the lamest underrated. Maybe you've gotten it before, but I'm only saying it based on something I heard this week. Uh, again, fucking masks, guys, masks yeah. all day long. I because I I heard I overheard someone uh, just pass these two people and they were like, uh, I see you're wearing a mask. And the other person was like, yeah, I mean, I recognize it's just kind of like a vanity thing, like to make other people feel better. So I'm kind of doing my my. part. Oh my God. And I was like, what the, why is it a vanity thing? Like is a vanity (laughs) thing for you and and just to make other people feel better. I was like, yeah, literally. So they don't die. People will feel better as a (laughs) result. I went running. I usually run around my neighborhood where you can like stay kind of away from people. I went to the reservoir because I was like, oh, I just want a new setting for going running. Mm-hmm. Nobody, oh, 
No. Nobody was wearing a mask. I mean, yeah. I was like one of the only people in a mask, and I was running. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah, the guy violently exhaling. <laughs> yeah. Wearing the mask. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, all right, you be the guy. The guy running. Just spread it, and then everybody else protect yourselves from that. But just like, <laughs> I don't know. So that's yeah. My- it's funny how just like those simple things. I started watching uh, Totally Under Control, that documentary that they were filming during uh, COVID that Alex Gibney produced mm. and directed. And my God, just even hearing like how South Korea responded, they're just being like, no, we really got to test. That's how we're going to do this. If we get our yeah. testing shit done and then you watch how everything happened in this country, like everything has been so fucking simple and it's just an absolute the politics completely screwed everything up. It's really kind of infuriating. Yeah, to watch. I had an interviewer with uh, in Taiwan. They have crazy low numbers, and so the person in charge of digital tracking was a former hacker who then started to work for the government. Um, and he just hearing him talk, you know, and they present him as like like a benevolent hacker, like he was mm-hmm. sort of like a person, like who a white like, hat hacker. Yeah, he wasn't like upending things. He was sort of like, no, there's there are problems, and we're trying to fix it. So. Just hearing him talk about like, well, what we did was we sort of looked at um, what we needed to do first and we presented that to the public and they responded positively. And then he just taught, he he presented it in such a way that was just like, we recognized that this was going to affect everyone. We told them they supported it and we went step by step to implement it as opposed to this thing of being immediately selling it as like, your rights are being infringed or we can't trust them or we don't know what this is. You know, it's such a weird for us. I feel like it was this moment of like, yes, nobody knows what this is, but that doesn't mean that we all have to collectively like scatter from the room in fear. Like we could sort of be in this room together and, and go up against this threat together. But we did right. just like freaked out. Everybody's like, you're right. And then we started pointing fingers. At each. I mean, that's why among us is so popular right now. It's, right. it's it <laughs> right. is a, re- a reflection of like how we react to everything in our society. Um, now I know what Among Us is, but uh, <laughs> can you... <laughs> me too. I'm I, for totally the listener. Aware. What, does Miles, you Miles, you I'm very aware is? of what Among Us. Yeah, is. on Twitch. I mean, yeah. dude, AOC and Ilhan Omar just went off on uh, right. playing Among Us, which is it's like you know it's like werewolf. You know what I mean? Where you suspect? Yeah. You know, it's like it's about sussing out people who who are you know the. The Sabatucci's, the saboteurs. So and I, oh. I know about it because I have a kid. So Got yeah, it. it's, it's a video game where you sort of like you're in a room and one person, there's a murder and then you have to, to solve it and you're Got on a spaceship it. and stuff. Um, Very cool. But it's, but I realized like, oh, this has, this has, this has its what fucking 15 seconds of, of fame right now because I saw it in a, uh, a meme that was just about literally about COVID, how COVID's yeah. being handled and stuff. I was right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah, I've been seeing it nonstop, and I've not done the job of. I, I, I rely <laughs> on other people uh, to just explain things to me. So you're putting you too much time that. on that's that PlayStation like, Twitch, oh, that's man. Unaware yeah. of that's that's mainly <laughs> yeah. I, I I know maybe about ten percent of what's going on. It, uh, it is totally um, like when you look at other countries. When you look at like what the playbook is for a administration during a pandemic. Like mm-hmm. everything is so fucking simple. It's just mm-hmm. like do these three things and then do them over and over again. Just repeat the same message yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so that people like get it 
and then keep people's reality very simple. Like that's part of the deal is just like, you know, don't complicate it. And everything that's been done has been the opposite of that. It's just been adding chaos to the mix. Well, it's crazy. His, his defense, uh, and you know, when I say his, you know, I'm talking about Um, word above. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) male God, God is from it. He, uh, his playbook of like, oh, I didn't want to panic everyone. Like that is, he grew up in a world where secrets was just secrets were just how you interacted with people, right. how you right. approached anything. So he was like, the assumption is, I'm the one who can lie. handle this. Yeah, lie to them, and then just kind of like figure control. it out later. Lie yeah. and yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Figuring it out. Yeah. Once it's at a blazing flame that can't be controlled with this little squirt ball I've got. Right. <laughs> what's uh what's something you guys think is overrated? Cake. cake? I don't like cake. cake. Oh, People wow. get really mad when I say that, but I I don't like cake. Yeah. I'm, I'm furious like over here. Um <laughs> I like pie better than cake. And huh. cake cake if it gets Oh, cake, you too? Yeah. Yeah. Cake can I understand that. Cake is like several desserts all piled on top of each other. It's sort of yeah. like a, a gorging fest sometimes. A lot, mm, like a, a good size cake is nice, but fatty cakes? No way. That was my least controversial answer, but I do have some controversial ones if I can say more than one. Uh, so, yeah, hit let's us hear it. With hit the it. controversy. Costco. Mm, Costco wow. is People overrated. get really, really mad when I say I'm not interested Holy in being shit. a member of Costco. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Why? You don't want to buy a fucking 70 paper towels. <laughs> you, don't want a, you don't want six gallons of mayonnaise at a time. So I tried to write a sketch about it at Key and Peel, and a couple people there got really, really angry. At it. <laughs> they got like, you could get 72 chicken breasts on a sleeve. I'm like, yeah. Well, why would I want sleeve. that? It's don't you buy six whole... tires at a time? What's your problem? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> is it just that the idea that you're oversupplying things that you don't actually need? Yeah, I just uh, I don't know why I would want my freezer full of seventy two chicken breasts. Yeah, I do like their uh, snack bar. I think that's oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah you got a little little uh, chicken bake you know for the people. But mm-hmm. I think the only thing I like is just the Kirkland version of stuff because it's cheaper. Yeah. That's like the one thing I like. It's like yo, you this vo- Kirkland. the Kirkland vodka. It, yeah, I'm like Louis Anderson in fucking baskets where my whole house is just Kirkland up. But I love, again, I'm a, the biggest Kirkland cold brew coffee a fucking just advocate. It's oh. they're, they're doing something in there. I don't know what the fuck it is, oh, I'm sure uh, it's but not that shit hits that fucking harder. Yeah, it is not good for you. That l- extra yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we found a bunch of old Fen Fen. How about you, Brian? What's something you think is overrated? Uh, right now, I'm just... Uh, polling i i because i just don't <laughs> think we can trust any like i don't know we're doing okay you know yeah. i yeah. just don't trust no, it. i don't want to hear any of that either <laughs> i know i just Absolutely. i mean it and i get really ner- i get really nervous when any there's any media stories about it i feel like it's just mm-hmm. like it's a million person jinx. <laughs> I don't know. Right. In a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Like a bunch of people being like reading this, like, yeah, you're right. Like the fact that they're all like, well, the, you know, USA Today says he's ahead by 10. Uh, like that, that's one jinx. Stop. Yeah. Times yeah. that by that was millions. 2016, right. the exact same thing happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the polls and how good Biden's doing. Uh, we'll be right back. 
and we're back. And just as we thought, so we we kind of finally a judge gave people a look at the grand jury trial around the police who killed Breonna Taylor, and it's basically what we suspected. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. They'll, all that grand jury trial, all this secrecy. The you know they said they were declaring like a state of emergency with a day before they were going to announce the the actual findings of this grand jury trial, and yeah, all we got was one charge of wanton endangerment, and that was for the shots that didn't hit Brianna Taylor. Those are for the yeah, shots right. that went into the other apartment or the they were other charged uh, for not hit not shooting her. Basically, yeah, it's like yes. whoa, whoa, whoa! You missed a couple times, and you could have killed an innocent person based on how we're defining innocent in this context. Mm. So everyone was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then eventually, we started to hear little things like grand jurors were trying to speak anonymously. Then we had someone who's just known anonymously as grand juror number one came out and essentially said that there were no homicide charges were even presented to them as a right. grand jury. Right. Um, and so the quote that came out from this juror says, "Quote." Questions were asked about the additional charges, meaning like homicide and things like that, dealing with her death very specifically. And the grand jury was told there would be none because the prosecutors didn't feel they could make them stick. The grand jury didn't agree that certain actions were justified, nor did it decide the indictment should be the only charges in the Breonna Taylor case. Mm. So they were served up a platter of like, okay, what do you guys think of this? Wanted endangerment, right? And they're like, well, what about her being killed? And Mm -hmm. there are reports of the police not announcing themselves and how all this confusion came about with this no-knock warrant. None of that. Um, So now we're at a point where it seems like the truth is going to come out because a a circuit court judge, Judge Annie O'Connell, has decided to release all of the relevant materials so people can actually get a clear look into what the fuck went on in this grand jury trial um, and it's very rare that that's done because that, uh, but this is for the interest, as she put it, it is in the interest of the citizens of the Commonwealth of Kentucky to be assured that its publicly elected officials are being honest in their representations. That's, oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, so they're, they're releasing it publicly. Yeah, exactly. How would that affect an attempt to sort of, and, and this is where I know, no legalese, but like. A retrial or, you know, to try to bring it back, bring up uh, on different charges, like try try to sort of give this thing a new life. Once it's all public, does that is that, that possible? It? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, possible? I th- also, where, least... do they, where do they find any jurors who don't know anything about this? Like I, that's the other that that always goes through my head is like, I don't trust the people who don't know what this case is. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You haven't heard of OJ Simpson? <laughs> what? Huh? No. How? I've been playing hurts? Among Us this whole yeah, time. Hurts. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that it'll at the very least put a lot of pressure on Daniel Cameron mm-hmm. uh because we're going to see the words he's using to describe what's going on and how all of this was for show. It was yeah. never about yeah. actually uh fi- getting justice for Brianna Taylor or just the whole how this entire thing was described to people was just an absolute, just a, it's just a mess and a, and a shame, especially with, you know, the groundswell uh, in demands from the, you know, the public for justice. Yeah. Uh, for and her, not and even just, just like, like nationally and globally. Like, I mean, the fact that the reaction to this, uh, just to all the cases, it, it, it's always amazing to me that they're like, well, I mean, guys, calm down. You're, you're kind right. of overreacting to this one. It's like, this is a collective fucking thing that's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I think that's kind of her the the judge's point. Uh, yeah, is, is that like this is a rare but extraordinary example, as she put it, like mm-hmm. the, of a time when like there are historic reasons to that this is the time. Yeah, this is the yeah. time to, mm-hmm. to let that there's yeah sleep. no need for grand jury secrecy at this right. point because it's it the stakes are too high and you again she puts it very correctly. The people of the Commonwealth of Kentucky were out in full force to demand justice. They were making yeah. that very clear. And to have this like secret trial and these like whack ass charges come out. Yes, I think it, it it's important for people to understand what happened. And I think it's only going to be upsetting. But, you know, there's no hiding from this, especially when you have the attorney general who's put, making himself special prosecutor to just preserve, you know, the ability of the police to brutalize black and brown people. So, yeah, yeah uh, much needed. Yeah. yeah. It does feel like they're taking like such a 1960s playbook move on this, where it's like, well, we'll just take it in the back room and handle it. It'll be fine. <laughs> right. That's, Donna, uh, that's how we've done it before, and it'll work this time, too. Yeah. It Dan- truly is, yeah. Foghorn Leghorn, I think, was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Cameron, one thing I hadn't realized was like got a uh, scholarship or some grant that is named after Mitch McConnell. Uh, like he is a oh Mitch McConnell God. scholar at the University of Louisville Law School. It's fascinating to see. I mean, that dude is so morally bankrupt. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Know. Mitch McConnell? Uh, both of them. He and Dan, oh, yeah. Daniel. Oh, Cameron. both. Yeah. Uh, Cameron. I mean, Mitch McConnell's just blatantly evil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's right. like not even like, oh, he's morally. Oh, bankrupt. no. He's, yeah. He's <laughs> just he, evil. <laughs> he's turning into like a, like a. He's golem. like a B he's turning movie into a golem. bad guy. Like, yeah, I'm totally. evil. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what we're learning about how the Trump campaign has been spending its money, because we we got some insight into that, right? Yeah. And I I I was as I was writing this, I was like, I just want to add the caveat that this story will only be fun if Trump fucking loses, because <laughs> I feel so, like so right many now, stories like that. Yeah. yeah. The the media That's is really life. like. In this like spiking the football phase oh, of the dude. election with Jinx two weeks out, sh- Jinx in the shit. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, we got fucking Don Beebe over here running to the end zone with the football out for all my old Buffalo Bills fans from the early nineties. <laughs> Leon Lett, I Leon like, Lett coming. I feel like back. Leon Lett did that too, <laughs> like twice. Yeah. Just or was it in the football was it, before he did Don Beebe do it to Leon Lett? Was that what it was? He oh, was the maybe one who that's what it, it was. Yeah, yeah. Either right. one, whatever. Yeah, my, it was my Mookie Blaylock. I think he it was Mookie. It was exactly. <laughs> it was Mookie Blakelock. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Amazingly. like a lot of these stories have this feeling and like of gloating that seems like yes, on objectively, it the, his campaign is completely mismanaged. But I'm seeing like more and more shows like, oh, he's screwed here. This part's fucked. He's losing support here. Da da da. And it's I don't like the sort of like the air of confidence that it's putting out that this yeah. is a done deal because again to your point brian about polling uh robert kahaley who's this guy who runs the trafalgar group who was like the pollster who predicted in 2016 that trump would win because he was talking about an invisible vote that you mm-hmm. know most normal polls weren't able to account for he was on hannity two nights ago mm-hmm. because you know obviously because he's like the one guy saying trump can win so hannity needs that because trump is watching and i'm sure that makes him feel better and then he can go to sleep at night right. uh, but anyway i just want to say <laughs> just a bedtime that, story for trump <laughs> yeah it's like and we've got this guy and like oh this so he can win he's like oh yeah trump and is president number one <laughs> he's like uh oh, good 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 just put that on a loop and um the pillows so, are orange 
<laughs> so the they the both campaigns um had to file some FEC reports, Federal Election Committee reports about all their financials to do with the campaign. And just going through these, you're seeing uh, just a shitload of weird decisions and terrible decisions and who knows what's going on uh right. with these campaigns. Just to start off, some just some bullet points. Going into the last two weeks of the campaign, right? Trump has about $63 million on hand. Biden has $177 million Damn. on hand. Green um, wave. And, <laughs> and Trump started off with about a billion dollars going mm-hmm. into this campaign, like raising a billion dollars to go into this. Uh, there's apparently it's almost over like it's a metaphor for his entire financial history. Mm-hmm. Where 100%. He started off <laughs> and, with hundreds well, of millions, billions of dollars, and uh, just uh, a is small uniquely, million dollar loan from yeah, daddy. Yeah, yeah. uniquely so, bad at uh, <laughs> fucking keep hanging on to that money. Yeah, and true to form, right? He himself, Donald Trump himself, has only he's talked about if if we're low in the campaign funds, I have no problem contributing to get us afloat. This man has only contributed just over eight thousand dollars of his own that. money. Eight thousand dollars <laughs> in this and entire fucking re-election campaign, and it's all the coins that he's been holding on. <laughs> That's to. right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, did you well, see that I'm... clip of him in church about to give into the collection plate, and he's like yeah. counting his sixty dollars so tenderly? I and know. He's like, uh, but... I guess, I guess I have to. God, that's the real scam. Damn it! Just go Can around just to the plate. I gotta throw sixteen. Corner of this and get part of the. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is, there's like three hundred fifty million dollars of spending that just has been going to these really vague LLCs. This one group called American Made Media Consultants got around three hundred nineteen million dollars. And we have no fucking clue what it's for. It's just like an expenditure that says $319 million to American-made media consultants. That sounds vaguely like uh, some kind of uh, Russian-made. I was just thinking <laughs> that. Um, yeah, right. media you know? What do you mean Russian? It's American-made. Uh, yeah, it's, no, it's like course. a Simpsons bit. Yeah, yeah. I said American. <laughs> then the $100,000 nearly spent on Donald Trump Jr.'s book, Triggered. Because they had to get those pre-sales done to get it on the bestsellers list. We're talking about nearly six figures spent on buying your son's fucking books. $39 million in legal compliance fees, um, like which is like his impeachment proceedings. Uh, also, like other shit for like, uh, like other aides who are caught up in legal trouble. This is also, I think, including lawsuits to try and gum up like their voter suppression or to create more voter suppression. He paid a quarter of a million dollars to run an ad on Game 7 of the 2019 World Series because that came right after Trump was booed at Game 5. So that <laughs> right on the heels of that, $1.6 million on TV ads just in Washington, D.C., not because that's a competitive place to vote, but mm. because that's where he fucking watches TV and that's the only right. way... He'll be able to see his own himself. fucking commercials. A hundred thousand dollars to the Astros for garbage cans. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Two million dollars for the creation of a network that only plays his commercials to his TV. Right, right, right. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's truly. Uh, it's it's all just become so clear. And the other thing is that they want to that they point out is that. His fundraising power is also dwindling pretty rapidly. They mm. said in between July and September. Okay, so check this fucking return on investment. They, <laughs> the campaign had to spend $181 million to raise only $235 million through small contributions. <laughs> yeah, you wow. guys spend They're money paying, to make money. 
You got to, that's everybody knows you got to spend $77, 77 cents spend, to make a dollar. <laughs> you have to spend a no 23 cent other people's profit. money to make money for yourself. <laughs> and this is before like they were doing way bigger numbers. Um, and then the other thing they point out is like people like Sheldon Adelson, who is, you know, a Nevada super huge conservative bank roller, just a fundraiser and just donor. People like him and other huge conservative donors are not giving money to the campaign anymore. They're giving it to like Trump supporting super PACs that have no connection to Trump world where the mm -hmm. money is not being like those spend is not being determined by anyone in that orbit because none of the even mega donors trust, trust the campaign. With they like <laughs> we don't know where this fucking money goes. It vanishes into thin air. He's asking us for more. And Trump at a rally was saying when they're. He was. I think he knows about how bad his fundraising is because he had to go to California over the weekend to try and make some money. Uh, he comes back. He's is like, "Is George Clooney around to uh, <laughs> have a conversation with?" Is Chris Pratt here? I got to talk to him. Um, he said. He said, "I could be the king of fundraisers if if, if I wanted to. I just don't because I don't want to owe them." Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> oh it's just. Damn. And again, it's only fun if he loses. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this could be, you know, all these shadowy places that the money's going or like off the books ways that people are contributing to the campaign reminds me of this next story that we have, which is in four states, three swing states, Pennsylvania, Florida, and Arizona, registered Democrats are receiving emails threatening to. Like literally being like, it'd be a shame if something happened to you. Uh, we know where you live. Like that, that is the actual language uh, from info at proudboys.com. Uh, even though the Proud Boys say they're unaffiliated, basically being like, we know where you live. We know you're registered as a Democrat and we've gained access into the entire voting infrastructure. You will vote for Trump on election day or we will come after you. Change your party affiliation to Republican to let us know you received our message and will comply. We will know which candidate you voted for. I would take this seriously if I were you. And then they sh share the voters address with them to be like, we know right. where you are. And then they also they tell them that their Apple ID has been compromised and mm. to give them their password um, <laughs> or else they will owe the IRS uh, three million. It's like every scam imaginable rolled into one of those. Also, I'm a proud violence. boy and a Nigerian prince with a <laughs> right. of money. I I'm a here. barrister looking to put some money in an account in your country. Uh, once the deposit has been made, you will be entitled to 10 percent. Uh, I mean, Wow. The it's, whole thing it's is just, truly for old people too to be like, we know how to like that yeah, logic yeah. of like, and we know how you're voting too because we got we know how to use computers. Yeah. Right, <laughs> we have robots that are watching you right now. I know, I know. It's like getting those phone calls from the. This is the Social Security Commission. Yes, yeah, there's a, there's <laughs> right. that whole like rash of that thing. Um, Wait, is that not true? Are, the, are those calls uh, not? You fell for it. If it's Shit. from the commission, it's not true. But if it's from the bureau, the Social Security <laughs> right. bureau. bureau it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky, man. That one is real. It's it's so transparent and evil, like just Hollywood bad guy behavior, like mm -hmm. like that you would see in a shitty movie, like from the eighties. Right. Not even like a modern movie. Uh, <laughs> that you almost like. It almost seems like this would be set up by his opponent to make him look bad. But that's like, mm. that's just not how voter suppression works. Like yeah. these emails will actually have an effect on some people. We don't know like how many people this went out to, 
but you know do you think some people who believed it were like i voted early is there any way i can correct this so you don't (laughs) beat me up (laughs) right like how can i how can i make this right with you proudboys.info yeah Uh, i mean when voter suppression and like voter influencing like things like this tend to be just like very straightforward it's not it's not like a jujitsu where you're like pretending one thing and doing the other. It's like mm-hmm. we, you know, you act like you're winning. So people think they're on the winning side and then they vote for you and you uh, physically intimidate them to get them to not vote. Uh, yeah. Right. It's I mean, we're just regressing to like the fucking like Tammany Hall and like the <laughs> right. like fucking gangs in New York shit. Where it's I mean, just, yeah. like, dude, we'll cut your fingers off if you don't go or like go to the bar, round up all the drunks and give them <laughs> exactly. money for drinks if they go vote. Like that's where like it's very it's like the 2020 version of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, and the weird thing is like it's it is it is that old that disgusting old school politics approach but it's also got such a dystopian like I just anything, all these like little dystopian things, these little microaggressions every day of getting of like dystopia, dystopia, because like, like hearing that kind of thing while you're looking out the window at a bunch of people with masks on and on right. the radio, you know, there's a thing about climate change. It just at times I'm like, what the what is going on? Why is it all right. happening at once? It's just but like, it, like if you storm. took a step back and just you know, clean slate. We're like, okay, you have a openly corrupt, uh, gangster. Who's the president Yeah, who is not trying to hide any of the corruption because he got impeached and got away with it. Like Mm. you, this is kind of what you would expect is like, like this shouldn't be surprising at all. It's just like blatant, like strong arm, uh, straightforward corruption. Like this is what happens in other countries that don't have, you know, that, that are more uh, corrupt that aren't democracies. Um, But the thing is so gross is like how we're so, we consider ourselves morally uh, superior, you know, and that that Mm -hmm. we, we have this like meritocracy of just sort of like, uh, or not even that, not that it's like, it's sort of, yeah, we're our individual, we are, we are different from the rest of the world. We have a higher standard, but just saying those words, we're blindly allowing, all this aggression, all this like criminal mm-hmm. activity to happen yeah. under the guise of like, no, 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 no. This is, we're fighting for freedom. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think in the that. end, it's all, it's always been part of the American ethos. Like, you know, yeah. Tammany Hall and boss tweed, like that's from the 1860s. Like yeah. that's never, that never left. People yeah, just right. got smarter and always learned how to do it better, how to always get one over. So you are reaping the, all the benefits possible. Yeah. Um, and it just sort of, it just morphed over time. And I think, like modern media, I think played the biggest role in us all pretending like this wasn't just a shit show the entire time, uh, yeah. because it's always like we have these like smiley images of what it means to be American, and very few examples of mass media that's like embracing the the true reality of uh, what this country is like. So yeah, well, just his argument of just like I don't like you bad mouthing America. I don't like this revisionist history. He's like we started off using people. You know, right. like we sort of right. like, and so we, you know, yeah. oh, slavery is bad genocide. now. Yeah, we oh, genocided one population and then brought slaves right. over. Yeah, America's it's, fucked up. I mean, you know, I love it, but it's fucked up. There's yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, this does feel like it's almost a click worse than people are used to confronting, or just the Trump administration, like the sorts of corruption that they're using here and planning on using on election day by like infiltrating 
local, you know, election councils with like lawyers and just preparing to rat fuck the election. I feel like it's like a a click worse than Miles, like you were saying, the the mainstream media is worse or is used to even conceiving of. And so it's like there there are certain ways that I feel like we're uniquely ill suited to what's gonna happen on election day. Mm-hmm. Um and things like this that are just yeah. like we're we're not used to it because it is even like it's just more transparent than yeah. We are well, that's used to. the the double edged sword of like what the stability and certain privileges people experience in this country is. It's only a minority of people who actually understand what's at risk constantly. And mm-hmm. for most people, if you're in a certain socioeconomic whatever category, it's every four years is just kind of like, oh, yeah, someone's a president, but my paychecks still come in. I, my neighbors are fine or whatever. And th- because of that, most people just don't have the imagination to understand that how how awful this country could actually be to you. And right you know, now. the crazy thing is like, I really thought because I had that I had experience of that in, with pandemic of where I I was like, oh, shit, I am for probably for the first time in my life, like experiencing genuine fear like genuine fear about the stability of what i think my life is or what i think i i not that i deserve but it's like what my understanding of my, of the bubble is you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and then i was like oh well i hope collectively this wakes everybody up it's like oh no we are all we are all susceptible and and yeah. and when when all the kind of chips fall and stuff and and all these like you know the hierarchies and stuff collapse or whatever you're faced with just like uh, people trying to get through it, but it didn't, yeah. it, it doesn't wake people up. They just lean. Yeah. Fear will make you either realize something or lean so much harder into denial and yeah. fighting, fighting for the truth that you, that you aren't seeing, don't want to change. Yeah. You know, I think that's why QAnon has <clears throat> been able to become so popular, especially in this period during yeah. the pandemic, because it offers people a very easy explanation about what's happening that isn't the president has completely fucked up in this pandemic and it's costing hundreds of thousands of lives and destroying the economy mm-hmm. or that there's such thing as systemic racism. Right. Uh, QAnon has ways to explain all of those things away. So if you just need to feel comfortable, you can say, it's not that this country's racist because I don't want to for a second believe that because that's awful. I'll blame a Jewish guy named George Soros and that mm-hmm. tracks in my mind. Or yeah. it's these pedophiles that are Hillary against Clinton Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's why. out of a pizza shop. <laughs> yeah, out of a Wayfair catalog. And that's why I can't go to Supercuts. It's like, <laughs> holy shit, please just take a second because the actual results will be much better if we can you know, with clear eyes, diagnose the problems and then go forward like that. But it's the diagnosis is too real for some people to yeah. actually embrace. I- admitting you're wrong is seems to be the fucking hardest thing for Americans to do. Yeah. Like right. admitting any judgment, any mistake in uh, judgment or. Yeah, just saying I was wrong is seems to be uh, antithetical to sort of like our messaging because because we're never wrong because we're right. American. Right. Yeah. There's no humility. I mean, that's the thing you're not mentioning where we are never wrong. So yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's the catch. That's too, important okay. to keep in mind. Uh, yeah. And Costco is great, by the way. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break and we will be right back.
And we're back. And I want to talk to you guys about Phil Collins. Mm. Personally, <laughs> uh, professionally on this show, we typically don't cover much celebrity gossip or no. public divorces uh, or Never. Phil it's, Collins. It's Phil <laughs> Collins, we rarely cover. Uh, well, we're but, more Peter Gabriel fans here. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we do have the Gabriel block uh, that we usually yeah. do every Friday. But um, he would actually be a good, good, good guest Is for a ball talk, Charlie. Just just a oh, side yeah, note, guys. If we right. could just like, uh, depending on how. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where he'll be after this situation, but maybe he would <laughs> yeah. be good. Yeah. If he's available, yeah. we'd love yeah. to have him on. I think he is. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of those stories that um even in 2020 it's like god i wish i had more bandwidth to devote to uh <laughs> to just following this story as it develops simpler times this would <laughs> yeah. be like a glorious story. oh my god um so a headline from Vanity Fair, Phil Collins is now suing his ex-wife over quote an armed occupation and takeover of his mansion. Um <laughs> so, Is that real? That's real. Uh, oh my god. So if you haven't uh been up to date on Phil Collins's romantic history, uh he married Orion Sevi uh back in ninety four when she was twenty one, he was forty four. There you uh, go. Nice. Boy, there you go. Nice. Uh, no problems there. Man, I can't imagine that how that would go wrong. I can feel it coming in the air. <laughs> Is that Phil Collins? Yeah. Was that yeah. an app oh, reference? Yeah. Okay, that was pretty good. Perfect. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Uh, <laughs> they got married in 99. They divorced in 2006, but then they got back together in 2016. And then when in 2020, uh, yeah, when she, when she had grown up a little more. Uh, in 2020... She went to Las Vegas and married a younger man and informed Phil of this in the form of a text message, which is harsh. Yes. Yeah. Maybe karma at work since Collins uh, was famous. Did she marry a man younger than her? Because that would be disgusting. Yes. 15 years her junior. So he was... Fifteen? How old was he? When he uh, well, no, that he was. was so she's now, I think, in her forties, right? Oh, okay. Because she was, so she was twenty-one in nineteen ninety-four. So gotcha. uh, she's like forty-three, marrying a guy uh, in his twenties in uh, Vegas. Let's Phil know via text. Uh, Phil was famously rumored to have broken up with his second wife via fax machine. Uh, so there's a couple <laughs> ways that machine. karma wow. may be uh, like rearing its ugly head here. And is it like handwritten too? Like, oi, yeah. divorce, yeah? <laughs> like, uh, Phil. Oi, Phil. Divorce, yeah. Phil. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know much about the again like this is this has always been a blind spot miles we've talked about this uh when we were right. thinking about doing a news podcast was like i am notoriously blind to phil collins's romantic history yeah. uh and so <laughs> yeah it's just I, I i haven't done the work you yeah. know but what if this what if this classes cool. in college what of this um, armed takeover? All right. Jack? So now uh, his ex-wife, Sivy, uh, is living in Phil Collins's Florida mansion with her new husband. Okay. Uh, and Phil Collins is trying to get rid of them. So it sounds like kind of a straightforward like squatter scenario where like someone's trying to kick somebody out of their house. Um, but that's easier said than done because according to Collins, uh, Savi and her husband have implemented a bold plan to seize control of the house using heavily armed guards. 
Uh, so she has hired uh, a team of armed security guards who now patrol his house. It should be and- noted all the all the the security team are fifteen years younger than <laughs> right. her husband. So yes, it's just a bunch of they children. are They're children. That yeah. is important to keep in mind. Bunch They're of zoomers children. on razor scooters. <laughs> Um, she also had the uh, alarm system changed so that uh, Phil Collins didn't know the code. And there's a detail in the suit that is pretty incredible. She So she contacted the company that provides the alarm service uh, to the property, told the owner to come to the property. Uh, and then her her husband and one of the armed guards basically like forced him coerced him to do like lock phil collins out of the home uh and they're like you can see the details of this coercion uh attached in exhibit 10 so it's Mm. yeah like they're she had a guard with a gun on their hip change the code so phil wouldn't know that's not intimidating (laughs) excuse me sir please go with this armed guard named frank yeah i like how i love how in the affidavit it's like by a, a quote unquote guard named Frank, but it's F R A N C K. So fancy, Frank. Oh, maybe Frank. Frank. Oh, yeah. Frank. He's German. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I will change the codes. Speaking speaking of German, it does feel like there are definitely like some diehard vibes going here, where they've like taken over. Oh shit! For sure. Yeah, this guns. is like War of the Roses turns into Die Hard. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> taping over the security camera lenses too yeah like. they've taped over the security lenses really? it's so wild uh i feel yeah. like it's i feel like it was just like a, a one night they got drunk and they like, let's just stay here I, you know like right kind of like right. It started like good whimsical fun and it just got out of hand and now they're like uh now they're dug in yeah. yeah, like her new husband's like, babe, where are we going to go? I thought you had money. She's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Uh, I, uh, I lied to, to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully right, Frank some... is working. <laughs> I'll get my ecstasy dealer to come with his gun, and he'll uh, he'll make the alarm company people change it at gunpoint. And the only thing Phil Collins has been doing is just like faxing like crazy, not realizing they don't have a fax machine. So she's like, <laughs> I demand. Get out. Give me my outs back. Get out. Just in my drums are in back, please. <laughs> There's a fax machine with just like a three foot pile of paper at the bottom <laughs> in his like media closet that also has like a cassette, t- a cassette player and like a CD. Uh, all right. well, I feel bad. I feel a little bad for him, but not really. It just, yeah. it, people create what it, insane is chaos it just themselves. Like they're because they have a messy divorce. Like what is the, what are the demands of these, the, the, the people who, uh, set off this coup d'etat. Yeah, so there she's threatening to release damaging allegations, which he claims are false, uh, if he doesn't basically just let them stay and pay up. Uh, yeah. So Are there kids involved? Wow. I really need to know as a parent. Are there kids yeah, involved? Is this Lily's mom? I don't no, know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think that it. Lily's mom might have been the one who... They did uh, have two... The, they the they had two kids up. together. Though. Oh, they did? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'll answer Jesus. my own question. Yes, Brian, there are kids involved. <laughs> really? You? <laughs> oh my God, that's so troubling. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, strong parental uh, force is important. <laughs> like, 
What? How do you even go to therapy for that at, when right. you're like in your 30s? When you're like, so what was your childhood like? And you're like, well, funny you ask. You remember the yeah. Phil Collins armed guard takeover? There yeah, is that right. rite of passage that every kid goes through where your mom <laughs> takes armed control of the house and you're just looking at your parents like, what's going on? Right. And that's when I knew I wasn't going to get married ever. <laughs> you know? Right. Not if that's how it ends. Yeah. Well, let's all let's keep them in our prayers, guys. Yeah. Right? Seriously. Really, really. And hopefully have him on Bald Talk so he can work through some of this. Stuff, yeah. You know? Oh, my can, God. If we could bring the venue, if we could get Phil Collins to come on Bald Talk and cry about <laughs> right. this, like, I just want him to cry. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, <laughs> could you imagine? And you guys <laughs> are just trying to like shoot this shit with him, and he's like, he's a bummer <laughs> guest. I was locked out of my house. <laughs> and we just drop in an uh, audio underneath it. Do 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 do. The crying. damnedest thing is, I never <laughs> felt it. Coming in the air that night. Um, guys, it's been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people uh, hear you, follow you, experience you? Oh, well, gosh. I mean, of course, you can hear us on Bald Talk, uh, the yeah, podcast yeah. Mm-hmm. that's uh, burning up, uh, burning the hairs of everyone in America right now. Uh, we're on Instagram at Bald Talk Pod. And uh, I'm on Instagram at the Brian Husky, and on Twitter, which I never go on because it makes me crazy. Um, and that's me, Charlie. Take it. <laughs> I uh, yeah, same. Bald Talk is at Bald Talk Pod. I'm Charlie Sanders on Instagram. I don't do Twitter. Um, and uh, we're part of uh, iHeartRadio and Big Money Players Network. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Talking bald, yeah. We have the best <laughs> theme song of any podcast. I, I by far. Yes. Um, I stand by that. Yeah, I also just want like the it's a show where I I feel like you rarely um hear men openly uh discuss like male vanity and like <laughs> yeah. male insecurity mm-hmm. as much as they do on uh Bald Talk. It's really a uh an amazing show. People need to check it out. Oh, yeah. thanks man. Yeah, yeah, people really open up on it. It's yeah. I, I didn't uh I didn't ex- see that coming. I know. I'm sorry for crying so much when I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were already crying when you got on the Zoom. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck <laughs> up, Charlie. <laughs> that was some something else. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? <laughs> uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Uh, no tweets that I'm liking. I'm, you know, that I haven't been on Twitter in the last couple of days. I, I, I've, I've year in and out, but I know there's good stuff on there, so I'll, I'll trust y'all to, to tell me about it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh, actually, you know what I did see? Somebody tagged me. Um, who was it? One of one of the Zeit gang. Uh, it was so funny. There was like a Proud Boys rally that was being organized in San Francisco, and this dude like cut this clip together where the guy who's organizing is like, and it's gonna be safe, don't worry, we have security there. This is a someone organizing a Proud Boys rally. He's like, the only thing left to do is for us to just beat the crap out of people who are getting in our way. And the guy basically cut this video where the guy's all tough. He's like, yeah, and we're going to beat the crap out. And it hard cuts to him hours later. His front teeth are knocked out. And he goes, they knocked my fucking teeth out. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And again, uh, it's also horrific. But um, I just actually, I'm just going to mention you. Uh, that was from at Soul Brother Two One Five who tagged me in that tweet, and it was from uh, D at D Lamont Jenkins that sort of put it. The first clip says "cause," and then it cuts to the next one that says "effect" with his teeth. Uh, I love that. So. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, 
tweet I've been enjoying, William Miles, uh, Mr. Will Miles tweeted, when Nas said, don't say my car is topless, say the titties is out, my response was, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> remember having that same thought uh, when that lyric That's happened funny. to all of us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we Check link out. off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on, Miles. What are we riding out on today? Uh, we're going to go just like some easy listening. Uh, you know, yeah. this is from the band Bill Coop, C O O P. And it's called Go Go. And it's got great, just sort of, I don't know, like I, I realize how much I love the aesthetic of like, uh, like. 80s like uh, Miami art where it's like all like half computer art and it's like, like a fucking like there's like a lawn chair with a bird of paradise and a sunset <laughs> in the background <laughs> right. um, and like that aesthetic is like this is summed up in this song perfectly go go by Coop it's just got nice instrumental vibes it's very easy listening and I find that music that's like maybe a little less complex helps me be a little more present you know? mm. like I'm in a wonderful elevator so check this track out there you go all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.